You're listening to the Arden University podcast with Alicia and Kate, your hosts. Join us as we talk with students, academics and other guests about topical issues and subject matters connected to your studies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Arden University podcast. Uh, my name is Alexis, and uh, as per usual, I'm joined by the wonderful Alicia. Hello, Alicia. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, hello, and happy new year. It has been a lovely 2022 so far. I hope it's been the same for you. Yeah, so far, so good. I mean, obviously, if we're recording together, then things must have gone pretty well. Something's gone right. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. Uh, no one's had to leave for any random reason. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, you know, I guess we'll just sort of get stuck in. Um, so we are, you know, obviously this is the first episode of 2022 and we're going to kick things off um, by introducing our brand new campaign here at Arden University, um, which is called Born for This. Um, you may not have seen our latest TV ad. In fact, there was an Instagram ad that went out recently as well. Um, and our Born for This um, ads features our real students um, and their study focuses with us. And the very first student from that ad uh, to join us today is the incredible Olympic silver medalist Bradley Sinton. Um, hi. Hi, thank <laughs> you for having me. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah. Go on. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your crazy schedule to come and uh, join us on the podcast. No uh, problem. Uh, are you, uh, you're not flying off to Korea, you're flying off to, is it Mexico for a training camp soon? Is that right? Well, hopefully. Yeah, um, so I think it's the end of next week. So I think Croatia and Germany are coming over from Monday. So having a training camp in Manchester and then flying out to hopefully Mexico the end of that week for two weeks. So Hopefully it's warm weather and can get away from, um, yeah, our great weather in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, delightful weather here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm very jealous, I have to say. I haven't been out the country in about two years now. It's uh, driving me up the wall. Absolutely. Uh, very um, lucky. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I guess um, the best way to kick things off would be, as we usually do, with a little bit of a fun, quick fire question round. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. They will be incredibly random, so just, um, you know, clear your mind i guess or fill it i'm not sure which one would work better in this instance um but yeah uh, question one um if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing what would it be money that's a good food housing sorts it all out <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe such an easy answer to that question. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, what is your sort of go-to pizza topping then? Um, barbecue chicken. Mm, excellent choice. Do you usually like keep all like the peppers and onions and on it as well, or do you get that? Yeah, I'm not that fussed. But actually, what I do like, I do like um, a garlic bread pizza. Oh, so we're a bit of Donna, Donna oh, on there. Heaven. So between them. <laughs> oh, wow. Not had that before. That sounds really good. Oh, you haven't lived this year. You haven't lived. I have not lived. I really haven't. It's okay. <laughs> it's half and half. You know, I love it. Everyone looks at you in disgust. They're like, what are you eating? <laughs> what have you oh, done do you, to um, this beautiful pizza? Do you dip pizza crust in something as well? Like, uh, I don't know, mayonnaise yeah, or mayonnaise, chili 100%. sauce? Or- mayonnaise all the way. Yeah, I'm all about the chili oil, the white chili oil everywhere, and then let my mouth go on fire. It's amazing. I love it. Um, okay. Um, if you could learn any language in a week, which would it be? 
think Chinese, you know. Mm. Just or some type of Asian language, Korean, Japanese. Probably actually, probably Japanese. I love mm. I love Japan. Like Tokyo mm-hmm. is amazing. It's an amazing and just a country in general. It's like Nara Park. I was lucky enough to go on holiday when um, the 2016 Olympics happened with oh, my nice. nana and my uncle because my other uncle teaches English in Korea in universities. Oh, wow. So we spent a week um, making our way down, started in Tokyo, made our way down Japan, got a ferry over to the bottom of Korea, made our way up South Korea. Wow. So we, two weeks of that, it was an, it's, it's a different type of holiday. It's so cultural, like how polite people are, how like techie how japan is it's yeah it's amazing no that's awesome yeah the next time you go just make sure you pick me up an extra ticket that'd be great yeah, uh, yeah me too i'll come with <laughs> um and do you have any nicknames um not really like people call me actually one well is one of them um so in uh, one of our coaches is just uh, nelson he, he has nicknames for everyone and basically just because I'll, I'll stand up for anything i'll make fun of mess about with people and then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're big small I'll, i'm i'm not like not afraid so he says how i'm and then the one for more of ta- in taekwondo is mr consistent they work very well with the whole being a silver medalist thing it makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah, yeah just because my career has been quite like that once i started meddling just yeah just everything falls into place mm-hmm. excellent okay and then last one then um who's your favorite superhero superhero i've got to say iron man mm. And yes. not like just Iron Man, but Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, like so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, Tobey Maguire getting off um, the Spider Man trilogy in the first mm-hmm. place, but then Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man set up Marvel. It set up if that if that flopped, we yeah. wouldn't have the films that we have today. Absolutely, yeah, that's a really really good point. And he's perfectly cast as well. It's yeah, like, definitely. actually, it's going to be really difficult to separate his face from the role for a very, very long time, I think. Um, Absolutely. Excellent. I know a weird fun fact about that, actually. So the reason they cast Robert Downey Jr. is because he was having a bit of a flop in his career at the time, apparently so. And he was very cheap to hire for the role. So they didn't put too much money in the budget for the first one. Like it was all filmed in caves and stuff. So it didn't really matter too much. Very cheap budget. And then away it went. It was just a hit. That's brilliant. And they have to pay him loads yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now they do. Right, yeah. Get rid of him. That person is constantly uh, breaking it in. Yeah, excellent. Well, at least I'll pass it over to you then for our first sort of side questions then. Brill, so segue into like the episode questions now. Here we go. So um, can you tell us how you came to feature in the TV ads? Uh, um, so I remember I'd, the first it started, I got an email from Arden. They were doing like um, the Day in the Life series. So they did a day in the life and they didn't know they just like a student about and they didn't know why I actually did. And they were like, oh yeah, you'll get like an Amazon voucher, blah, blah, blah. So I went, oh, well, well, why not? Like, why not? And then sent it in and I think it was Emma. Uh, don't quote me because I'm not sure. But then uh, I think they saw it and went, oh, uh, this is different. <laughs> so contacted me and then asked if they could do um, a write-up about the, me going to the Olympics and going to the Olympics through that. And then they got in contact with my agent about being a part of the uh, the advert. Because I think I did mm-hmm. see an email about it, but not like um, any, 
one directed at me, just a overall um, artist student. Do you want to be in a series? But I didn't really pay mm-hmm. much attention to it. And then my agent contacted me and because it was in Manchester, it didn't interfere with my training. I was mm-hmm. like, why not? Awesome. Awesome. And um, I guess sort of while we're talking about like ads and stuff like that, um, do you, have you always had like a, a media team, I guess, or is this something that's quite new since like your recent outings at the Olympics? Um, agent. Yes. But with mm-hmm. GB Taekwondo, we do have a media officer anyway. So mm-hmm. they're in, they're in charge of all GB Taekwondo's media. So our social media pages as a team, but also if, if people who haven't got media or um, agents, they can get in contact with her and then put us through to the athletes that way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. How did she get into Taekwondo in the first place? And uh, tell us about your Olympic win. That sounds amazing. Mm. So I started Taekwondo when I was four. Um, I was really hyperactive kid and I actually got into it because of my sister. My sister's mate started and she got, my sister got dragged along saying, so the mate was like, if I'm going, you're going. And my mum being a single mum, I had just got took as well. And not because I was young, I was four at the time, not to get involved, but just to watch. And yeah. that didn't really go very well. Uh, but like I said, I'm really hyperactive used to climb everything <laughs> couldn't sit still and i was already round then for i was starting to copy him to copy the kicks like counting korean so the coach basically said all right we'll give him a shot because at the time i think you had to be six seven before they let you start but we went all right mm-hmm. if he can behave probably not expecting me to behave probably just <laughs> expecting my head to go away and get bored but i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. i stopped when i was six because my mum had my twin brothers so i stopped between six and eight while mum's um, dealt with them mm-hmm. and then when I was eight I decided I actually wanted to get back into it and I think that's awesome. around that time eight nine was really when I fell in love with the sport and probably early teens like even like 11 or 12 is where I decided you know what I want this to be my life I want mm. I want to go to the Olympics I want to go to the Worlds not just go to them, I want to win them Mm-hmm. So that has been my life goal since then. I've, like I said, I've said it on multiple like different interviews. My two goals in life: win worlds and win the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So not small goals. But that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's, definitely that's, not. That's what they were, and well, and one of them is still. So joined yeah. the team. So I was part of the junior and cadet team um, since I was young, and I didn't really didn't have the great greatest cadet or junior career. Like picking up medals, but nothing, nothing like clicked. I was, I do really good in training back home. Mm-hmm. Then I go abroad and just couldn't put it on the mat. Mm-hmm. And it might be a bit of nerve, might be I don't know. But when I was a kid, and then one day it just clicked. I went, mm-hmm. We had our Commonwealths in Scotland in 2014, and then I won that. And then from there, it was just like no turning back. Went mm-hmm. to the Dutch Open in my last junior year, won that. Then got selected for the junior year at the end of the year, won that. So I was on a really good path. Mm. And then I ended up joining the team in July 2016, the senior team. I moved, packed my bags, 17, moved down to Manchester and been here for the last five years. And in 2016, if you asked me, or, or even said, oh, yeah, Brad, you're going to be world champion and get silver at the Olympics, I, I would have laughed. <laughs> because... I came in 2016, about to start the new cycle of the Olympics, zero ranking points. Mm-hmm. To do that is, it would have been, ext- well, was extremely hard. And like I said, <laughs> yeah. had to be very consistent. 
had to be putting like good results down mm. and it just went my way um got bronze at the world championships in 2017 and they put me into the main gp series and in turn won then two years later won the world in 2019 and that is still that is my best best uh, memory of taekwondo mm-hmm. winning that winning that world championships and not even the, the fight i won so the fight before in my semi-finals, what we fought the day before, mm-hmm. I fought um, an opponent from Korea, Lee Dae-hoon, who to me is is reti- retired after the Olympics, but the best Taekwondo fighter that has been. He mm-hmm. just, the essence of Taekwondo, you just how everything wow. flowed, how he did everything was like, just, you could see when, you know when someone's good, it's when it looks easy. Mm-hmm. And he just made everything look easy. And he went, defeat after the Olympics in 2016, he went undefeated for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then I was the first person to beat him in the f- competition before the Worlds. So going into the Worlds... That must uh, be quite incredible feeling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But then I lost my final, so it went, it went, it went down. <laughs> and that, that, that was a, it was a very big learning curve that from being mm-hmm. on the highest of highs to the lowest of lows within 24 hours, like it mm-hmm. wasn't nice. But when he got to the World Championships, I beat Lee Hoon last kick, last second, put me into the final. And like I said, everything, everything's a lesson. You don't just lose, mm-hmm. you learn. And that's yeah. what I did from the when I when I lost that final and I won it and become world champion. Woo! And then coming up wow. to the Olympics, wasn't a straightforward Olympics mm-hmm. <laughs> in the least. But Definitely was glad not. to get out there. Felt ready, felt right. And actually, I got I did get injured a few days before. I, I got oh, a tear well. on my LCL on my knee, but it, it wasn't. But like, it, yeah, a few days before, the next morning, I couldn't I couldn't walk properly. I was like, oh, this is great. But then it eased oh, off God. quite well. I felt like for, on fight day, but it's not something that really prevented me from doing much. So I'm, mm-hmm. I was lucky in that way. But yeah, I had a really good day until until the final. But had a really good day. Was in my semifinals could have lost that i was losing by going into the third round and most of the time unless unless you know what i like my team who know i can pull things back mm-hmm. against that opponent i'm probably out of it but i had that resilience i was like i don't want to be fighting for a bronze medal like i want i want to be in this final and pulled it yeah. back won it and then final up and down in the fight i made a few mistakes but consistently you look like it should have been going my way Mm-hmm. And then there were a few times where with our system, so if you, we have body armors and head guards on and we have magnets in a foot guard. So if you kick the body armor or you kick the head with enough power, it scores. Mm-hmm. In a theory. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always okay. like that. There are, so there are a few times that I, that I hit a head what didn't actually score. But mm-hmm. even then, like I said, for me, there's no point. Unless you fought perfect, they even if if they scored, I would have won. Fair enough, but mm. I should have won either way. I made the mistakes what cost me. So that's what mm. I, I think. You can make you can make excuses if you fought perfect and it didn't go your way for a certain reason. But mm-hmm. I didn't fight perfect. There are things I can correct myself, and that's a learning part. What you have to take away, and it's it's a harsh learning harsh learning point, but it's the things what make you better, and that's mm-hmm. what I've come away. And I know now for this next cycle, what I need to implement to stay at this top level and not make mistakes when it comes to Paris. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the next time we, you know, do this podcast, it'll be in 2024 and you'll be like, yeah, gold medal, knew what I had to do. Mr. Consistent, that's what they call me. Best best Take it from there. <laughs> um, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess then, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you actually came across Arden University then? Um, yeah, why, why was it that you decided to, to sort of make an application and actually start a degree with us. Yeah. So I've always thought, I've always like, was thinking about doing accounting. So accounting and finance mm-hmm. was going to be my, what I was going to do. And I was going to start uni if I didn't get into the team or mm-hmm. managed to get into the team. So my focus at the time was Taekwondo. I mean, that's mm-hmm. still my main focus because this is my livelihood. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. But I did always said after the, after this first cycle, I was going to start my degree. So do it on okay. the side. And I looked at a few different part-time universities, but being in two days a week, just wasn't working properly. Couldn't balance my schedule. Mm-hmm. So, and then I kept looking and stumbled upon Arden. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just, fit, everything fit perfect. Studied in my own time, in my own way. Mm-hmm while being able to train and it doesn't take anything away from a training. Mm-hmm. So, and especially with Arden, there's like four quarters of the year and you get to pick, you can release modules each, each quarter. And it's up mm-hmm. to me when I decide to release it. So yeah, our worlds were supposed to be in April, but now they've been moved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in Jan, well, after I, so I've got an assignment tomorrow um, mm-hmm. at, at TCA. So I've got that tomorrow, but after that, I wouldn't have done anything for April. Mm-hmm. but now I can because worlds have been moved so it gives you that flexibility and that's what I love about mm-hmm. it so do you have any advice for uh, any of those who might be looking to study online yeah for me it's the motivation part is the key if you, you know you can do that and you can commit to something while not having to go in because at school you always get pushed in and it's up to you even at school if you want to buy into it or not universities completely different you pay them the money you you could just fail and they don't care but so that's down to me for me i know i want i want to have a degree because taekwondo isn't always a long-lived sport i could get injured i could fall off from my performance so i need something for my future career and that's for other people and i also spoke to other people from arden where they're older than me they've already had a job and they're thinking about changing but I think for most people, you can't go to normal uni and do a three-year course, sack off the job, mm-hmm. and then you're not getting paid. Quite yeah. a lot of my families have this. So while you can work and do it on at nighttime, you can study. It gives you that balance. So you're not trapped anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not like just secluded to one thing. So that's why it worked for me. I can do my taekwondo. I can study on the side, get my degree. And when I need to use my degree after my career, I've got it. You want to change mm-hmm. career when you've work in a place where you might not like, or you think about changing, you can work, still get paid and study on the side. So you can build that up side by side. And I think that's the main point, what people enjoy about Arden. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you know, bearing that in mind, I mean, what, what sort of, sort of, you know, additional career paths are you sort of looking at? What, what is it that you're hoping to do with your accounting and finance degree? Um, that's one thing I've been 
looking at recently. I've only, so I will, when I do my assignment tomorrow, that'll be my year one done. So I've still got quite mm-hmm. a while and hopefully I'll be still be doing Taekwondo until at least LA, but you can't mm-hmm. say anything. I might win Paris. I might not. And after that, that's when you decide, you decide what you want to do after that. Do you want to carry on? Do you not? Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, the last few days of actually, we have a connection with GB Taekwondo with Deloitte. The accounting oh, wow. firm, mm-hmm. and I've been speaking to different of the um, the different sectors, what they have. Mm-hmm. And one thing what people think about accounting, and even when I say it to my mates, oh, they think, oh, that's going to be a bit of a career change from going, just sitting down <laughs> and just typing away. <laughs> but speaking to the different sectors, there's so much involved. Mm-hmm. And when they say it, you, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it wouldn't be something you first click to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was speaking to audit and consulting and they were like we're never really in the office we're constantly meeting mm-hmm. clients we're constantly traveling and then I spoke to tax and he he was the opposite he went no I'm in the office quite a bit but I like that mm-hmm. he said for me with my family I live just outside of my, my office so it's like a three minute walk oh wow I come back I go in do my work come back and I'm with my family rather than traveling mm-hmm. back and forth so yep. there's, that's why I like to speak to him because for me, I've got my degree, but and what they one thing they said is they take people in from multiple different places. Mm-hmm. The pe- most three out of the five people I spoke to didn't come in with an accounting finance degree, mm-hmm. history, law, economics, multiple different things, because they train you on the job there. Yeah. So this is just getting that degree, getting furthering my education, so I have that degree. Doesn't matter what I decide to, Mm-hmm. I probably will go accounting and finance, but I think putting them in little extra meetings now here and there, having my talks just gives me that ip- a bit extra influence when I'll come to decide what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess the other thing then is how do you stay so motivated to get this all done? Is it, is it sort of like looking at the end goal and sort of working towards it or is it, is this something you've always had? Like what, what is it that you do? Yeah. In Taekwondo, I've always had the motivation and mm-hmm. it is hard. It is very hard. For us and the team, especially COVID, mm-hmm. like a roller coaster. Yeah. You are going to go to this comp. You are going to go to that comp. Oh, no, it doesn't happen. The Olympics might happen. Oh, no, it's postponed. So nothing was certain and it was hard. For us, it was like, for quite a bit, it was like, why are we training? Is there a reason why putting ourselves through hell? And it, it can be like that. But when you but mm. we have the team around us to push each other and motivate each other, like a lot of it comes from the peers around you, especially in a sport like this. I always, mm-hmm. I always joke, Taekwondo is my love of my life, but... If you're not enjoying it, I said it's different to an office job. You can not like it, go home, rant about it. Here, you're not liking it. And then you get kicked in the face. <laughs> oh. yeah, more aggressive than an office so that's, job. That's what I say. Yeah. But coming motivated is if you love something, if you really deep down love something. Mm-hmm. And then accounting, it's also, I love things what challenge me. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a perfectionist, it annoys me if I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So... In my first year, there's quite a few soft topics and they're quite hard. Well, quite hard to get into because there's things I already know, but I have to write up any assignments. But to get my degree, I'm going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. But the actual accounting units really interest me. Things Mm -hmm. I need to work out to do, things that will challenge me. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Um, Are there any social media accounts that you follow or are interested in or stuff like that that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, for me, I'm a really big like tech fan. I always have. Love Kimball new tech. I'm a bit of a geek that way. But mine is anything what keep interests me. 
so rather than just scrolling for Instagram and I like, I like watching quite a lot of different YouTube videos. So Linus tech tips, going through all the different new tech, Mark Rober, like the inventions he makes. Mm. And there's quite, yeah, like, quite a few other channels. Well, I can't remember the names, but like just how people can create things like computer engineers, like just engineers in general. It's amazing what they can make when they actually just dedicate their time to do it. And it's things that have always mm. intrigued me. And that's what I do love. And just learning more knowledge, even though it's not, I'm going to be able to watch that video and go and make this, make this thing. It's just learning, <laughs> having a bit of more understanding about what the, the thought process they have. Um, you might not, it might, you might go away and not take anything from it in the sense of being able to put it out there. Mm-hmm. But then it, it, but it's just things what can, hara- like, give you a better horizon of your knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know, as you said, like, yeah, people like Linus and Mark Rober, they are just incredible to see them sort of like start with a sort of like a, pa- a napkin <laughs> you know where they've just written something down and then turn it into any sort of thing whether that's like a strange pc or like some crazy contraption it is very very impressive yeah i watched a video um, recently with it was um asked 21 questions or 20 questions with mr beast oh wow nice and it was that was really good because mr beast you just think oh yeah fun videos Mm-hmm. but it's a thought process he thinks about to get these videos, get these viral contents. He doesn't just be like, oh yeah, one day think about it. It really like takes time to think what videos could be the next big thing, how to yeah. do things. Like if you watched his recent um, Squid Game video, yeah, like the amount of work went into that. And I, I watched um, through that video, there was the effects team, what he outsourced to create all the effects mm-hmm. for it and create all the... Yeah. CGI for it and it was yeah it was just unbelievable mm. yeah it's it's really impressive how much sort of energy and like talent goes into putting these sort of like massive sort of YouTube productions together you know I think you know people just sort of excuse YouTube in that way for not having that sort of level of quality but yeah that Squid Games video is absolutely insane it's incredible it's incredible well yeah uh, I mean I think that's all we have for you today really um and i have to say it's been an absolute pleasure it's been a great way to sort of kick off the year um and uh, yeah you've been a fantastic guest thank you absolutely sorry for dying and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah i guess good luck with the studies and all the competing that's coming up uh, thank you um, we'll 100% be cheering you on from arden just <laughs> Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah well, we'll see if we can get all the monitors on the campus like switched over to like <laughs> yeah that would be amazing <laughs> i'm uh... supposed to be opening the birmingham study center soon oh nice do you no, get I'm a giant sure. big pair of scissors not a clue <laughs> that'd be pretty cool that's just part mm. of the deal we've made with like doing the podcast do the um the advert doing the um opening the study center so it was supposed to be when i was going well before I knew I was going to create it that week. Mm-hmm. So we, we said we'll move it to the first week of February. Nice. I'm not sure if anything's been confirmed yet, so we'll just we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's a little bit up in the air, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Um, maybe I'll uh, find a way to be in, in Birmingham on that day as well. It'd be great to meet you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'd um, be really cool. Yeah, um, that 
wraps things up for today. So, um, yeah, thank you to Bradley and Alicia for being on the show this week. Um, and of course, thank you to everyone who's listening today. Um, the don't forget to sort of check us out on our social medias. Um, you know, if you type on university into Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, you'll absolutely find us there. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out, leave some comments. And if you have any feedbacks or even any topics that you'd like us to discuss in the future, um, yeah, please feel free to get in touch and we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to add, except thank you also, Alexis, for being on the show and hosting. It's been delightful <laughs> as always. And thank you again, Bradley. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me.